Okay, this is Louie from Asia Central doing another I Am Your Father podcast. I will say that this is like the 10th time I've said that sentence because for some reason I kept messing up the intro, which is a really simple intro. Whatever. So this is my weekly podcast I try to do on parenting, uh, parenting issues, uh, being a father in general, and just whatever kind of pops into my head. This also is going to be the first podcast you'll see on allthemoms.com. It's a parenting blog that's part of AZ Central, and both AZ Central and allthemoms.com are part of the USA Today Network. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and on SoundCloud. Uh, you can just search my name, Louis Villalobos, or you can search for I Am Your Father, which is the name of this podcast. So this week, I wanted to kind of lighten things up a little bit. I have tended to do a lot of heavier topics, and in the news business, quote unquote, we will call a heavy story something that is super newsy, something that at times is really sad, controversial, kind of heavy reading for people. And light stories tend to be a little more human interest, um, a little more on the lighter side. And so that's what I hope today is going to be about. And I hope my blog that goes with it is a little bit lighter. Just my way of kind of relaxing a little bit because I do tend to be too serious sometimes. So I wanted to talk about how different I am now than before I was a parent. And that's a very general topic, right? I mean, it's a, you go talk to any parents, you'll be like, how different are you? And they're gonna, you're going to be there all day listening to their responses because it's insane how different you are. So I wanted to focus even further in how I am now doing a lot of the weird stuff that parents did that I used to make fun of. I basically have become the parent I used to hate. And that's okay. Um, and I wanted to kind of diverge a little bit. Diverge? That's not even a word. I wanted to go separate from what my blog kind of gets into and just mention a couple things that I didn't mention in the blog. Um, so thank you for reading the blog. Hopefully, really thank you for listening to the podcast. Let's get into it. So before I was a parent, 20s, 30s, you know, mid 30s, I, I really didn't want kids. I, I, me and my wife didn't want kids. They didn't want kids. We didn't want kids. We didn't want kids. And all of a sudden we want kids. That's kind of how that goes. So in my 20s, I was that guy who absolutely didn't want kids. And I used to get into arguments. I remember getting into like yelling arguments with family members and hanging up on people and in the newsroom talking to parents and, and how I just didn't want kids. Like, why you guys keep attacking me? And when you don't have kids, you feel like it's an attack. Like when parents come at you and ask you, how come you don't want kids? You get kind of defensive. At least I did. And it's because parents can be very condescending and very dismissive of the idea that somebody wouldn't want kids, right? It's kind of a weird thing as a parent to say, well, why don't you want kids? And for some reason, we send, we tend to be defensive about it. Like we decided to have kids. Why are you better than that? Right? So anyways, before you get in, I don't want to get into the psychology of parenthood, but that's kind of where that comes from. So when you're the person who doesn't have kids and when you're the person who doesn't want kids, it can put you on a real defensive stand when people are coming at you all the time talking about how awesome kids are, right? So what I did is I then just made fun of them, basically. And the, the, the stuff that I made fun of, I absolutely do now. An example would be um, acting as if people who don't have kids don't understand what it's like to be a parent and while I think that's true we parents can sometimes be really really like dismissive about that and we get on this high horse about what it's like to be a parent and if you don't have a kid you just don't know and it reminds me a lot of the scene from there's a scene in Family Guy uh, where the dog his name is Brian has learns he has a kid and he goes through this whole thing about how nobody can tell him anything and nobody can talk to him about anything that involves children unless they have a kid and that they obviously don't understand what it's like to have a kid. And it's really funny in, in, in the show, but really condescending to people in real life. 
And so parents were like that. Parents were like, you don't understand what it's like. Like, seriously, this is a conversation I had. I had a conversation with somebody who told me I would never understand what true love was and what it was like to really, really love somebody until I had a kid. And my response was, that's probably true. Like, I'm not debating that point. I'm not, I wasn't debating with you guys or with those people that having a child would be the only way to know what it really, really, really truly means to be in this kind of like super deep loving relationship with somebody and, and really like, like the need that parents feel for their kids, right? And the pain and the love that you feel for your children. I realized that and I, I, I granted the point that I would never know that if I didn't have a kid. But just to anger those people, I would say, I don't care. Like, I, you are clearly in a relationship with your child that I will never be able to feel. I will never be able to take on and say, I, I have that and I will grant you that and I'm happy for you. But I want no part of it. And that they would get so mad. And I said that only just to, just to anger people. Like, that was the only way to anger people. Like, or to get them off your back. Like, I realized the only time sometimes you get people off your back is you just really just anger them and frustrate them. And I was really good at that. So, I used to frustrate those parents. And then you got parents who would, like, overshare on social media, right? They overshare all the time. Everything, everything their child does is super special. Everything their kid does is, like, the only time in the world that has happened. Every photo they take is is super special and unique, and no other kid has ever done that, right? Um, and I used to make fun of those parents for that. I'd be like, "Yo, literally every most kids, a lot of kids, the majority of kids can like sit up, right? Like that's not a big deal that your kid sits up and take you take a photo. Like that's not a big deal. Like, and I used to get mad because I'd be like, "Why are you posting like hundreds of photos on Facebook about your children and like everything they do? You don't have to like narrate on social media." And that was that guy. I was that guy who would like make fun of those parents, and then. Once I had, once we had our son, once we had the boy, I remember being in conversations where people were like, okay, when are you going to start putting all your photos? Like never, I'll never be that parent. Like I'll never be the parent that turns over my social media accounts to my kids. And honestly, I held on for a while. It was like a couple of years of me holding on some identity of what my profiles were going to be on social media. And then I don't know where next thing you know, my son is all over them. So like my Twitter account my son now is the top part of the banner, you know, and the images me with my kid. And then on Facebook, I didn't quite turn over to him, but I definitely did like in like the little drawings he did. He drew like a, a, a smiley face and I made that like my main photo on my banner thing. And then my profile photo on Facebook is like numbers that he drew and he, you know, he drew numbers and that was like a big deal, right? So I'd use that and, and then slowly but surely I started to share more photos and more videos and more moments from his life. And it was exactly the kind of stuff I used to make fun of parents for. Like exactly, like just the most hypocritical thing in the world to go from why are you posting everything your damn kid does to me posting literally everything my damn kid does. It's really funny and that's kind of what I became. The, the most, the biggest one though for me and the one where I really, really, really completely did a 360. Is that what it is? You do a 360, right? A 180's halfway, 360. Yeah, I did a 360 on was the idea of news and what news means to me. And I've written about this before and I've done a podcast about this part before. So I apologize to those of you who have maybe listened to more than one podcast and have written, read more than one of my blogs. And you know, it's, it's a topic that I've talked about, but it's definitely one of the examples of me making fun of parents for doing and then turning around and then doing it to the extreme. So in the newsroom, we have stories that come across all the time, like all the time. There's constantly really sad stories 
really tragic stories, controversial stories, stories involving children that will come across the newsroom all the time, more so now than before, because now it's the whole world, right? Social media, wire services, the, 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 the quickness with which news spreads, anything, any kind of story you can find pretty much all the time. And stories involving children are bountiful. You can't go two or three links anywhere without seeing a story with a kid in it. And a lot of them are sad and that sucks. But before I was a parent, people in the newsroom would see really sad stories and they would get really emotional. Like really emotional, like kids sick, kids, uh, kids sick, kids, stories about kids who are sick, um, kids dying, kids drowning, kids being in a car accident, uh, kids, this, all kinds of stuff going on with kids. Parents would get really emotional about it. Like, and I remember once or twice where a really bad story was happening locally even and where parents had to like walk away like leave the newsroom right and like go take a break for a second and then come back especially parents who were involved in covering like writing or editing the stories we were doing about this tragic thing and i remember being really confused as to why the parents were that way like why are you so emotional right now it's it's everybody's fine like your kid is fine and so i don't know i i just kind of made fun of them but not to their face just me wondering like texting my my wife like what is you know what's going on here why are they so emotional about stuff and then we had our son and like in two seconds i became that parent and it, immediately i immediately became that parent and in some cases i became worse because a lot of my job really my daily job like podcasting and blogging about parenting isn't actually my day job i don't know if people know that i just do it because i like to do it and work lets me do it and that's cool but my actual day job is to look through, filter through, and kind of go through, comb through news to figure out what maybe we can do cool stuff with. And a lot of that tends to be sad news. A lot of it tends to be news involving children, especially because people out there in the world will click, share, talk about, tweet, these really sad stories. And so <clears throat> my son being four, I'm constantly coming across stories involving children who are four. And I immediately internalize it, like immediately, two seconds. I just read the headline and I'm a mess. And and then the fact that he's autistic on top of that adds another layer because there's a lot of stories about autistic children doing stuff. And so those are like a two pronged thing. Like, oh, there's a kid happening. Oh my God, there's an autistic kid involved. Like, so I immediately like double identify with all of that. Um, the most recent one I can give you is you remember over the Christmas holidays where there was a story, I think somewhere up in the Northeast where Santa Claus or a guy pretending to be Santa Claus. It wasn't the real Santa Claus, but a guy pretending to be Santa Claus, dressed up as Santa Claus, that was his job. A guy asked to go to the hospital because he's a super sick kid. He goes to the hospital. He's in the hotel, a hospital room. He's talking, having this really weird conversation with this kid. And then the kid literally dies in Santa Claus's arms. Up to that point of the story, I was it was really sad, honestly. But then the reporter or the columnist wrote that the mom looks through the window of the door, you know, the little hospital door window, sees her son is dying or dead, runs into the room and says something to the effect was no, not now, or no, it's not time. And she's yelling this. I immediately reading this from home, immediately started like out loud, ugly crying. I was like emotional reading that. When it got to the part of the mom running to her dead child, it was all I could do to just not lose my mind. And I cried so loudly in the moment like that really loud cry people do sometimes you know that i knew immediately that when i woke <coughs> when i woke up the next day i'm sorry for coughing when i woke up the next day i had to share that story on social media um, for work and so i did and then you know fyi a little hashtag update 
maybe that story actually didn't happen. It turned out that local media couldn't actually confirm it after the fact that there was this whole thing on whether or not it actually happened. But I completely, immediately internalized and was wrecked by the story. And I know parents all over the globe, family members, anybody who either is empathetic to these things, you know, normal people, a little update. I wasn't actually a normal person prior to having a kid. I was pretty emotionless. Um, most people had that reaction, but parents watching their interaction on social media were just devastated by this idea. Um, so that happened. I read it and I was destroyed. And I know it was only because I was thinking immediately of my son, of that moment of being that parent and that just horribly tragic event, the worst case scenario, right? And being that parent just destroyed me. And so internalizing it. So I became, I've been that parent for four years. The parent I used to make fun of for internalizing this stuff, I immediately became. And it's really funny to me now, going back and realizing that I have become the parent who overshares the social media. I've become the parent who internalizes news stories and, and somehow relates them to me and my son. Um, I've become all of these things that I said I wouldn't do. And I, there's no going back from it. And I'm kind of glad because my son has completely changed my world. He's completely changed my life. He's rewired how I see the world. He's rewired every part of me. And I don't want to go back to not being that person. I don't want to go back to not having a child. Uh, but I also have to acknowledge that I have in this twist of irony, become the parent that I used to make fun of. And it's kind of funny now. And I'd hope to, I hope that every new parent that's out there sees that in themselves and kind of can laugh about it. Um, I know that people right now in their twenties and thirties, you don't want to have kids and that's awesome. Go with it. But when, when, and if you decide to have a child, it's okay to be the parent you hated. It's fine. We all do it. Nobody tells you that, but it's, it's okay. I'm 41 years old now. I have a fa uh, father of four years. I can tell you with great confidence that it's okay for you to go ahead and be that parent that you hated. Be that aggressive mom and dad in school. When I was an education reporter, I hated parents so much. I was, I was an education reporter here in Phoenix. Wasn't a parent at the time, but parents were so aggressive with my coverage, always in my ear, offering ideas, offering tips, offering criticisms. And then now my son now in preschool and having to go through IEP stuff, especially now I will be that parent. Like I can guarantee you, my wife and I will be that overly aggressive parent to make sure our son gets whatever he's supposed to get and to make sure he gets all the stuff he's supposed to be. I have, I will gladly be that parent. So have your children live your life. If you don't have a kid yet, it's okay. Laugh at us, make fun of us because we deserve it, honestly. And then when you have your kid, join us and be a part of this craziness that is the hypocrisy of parenthood. Hope you guys are doing really well. Just wanted to get that quick podcast out. Thank you. Thank you very much for the listens. Thank you very much for uh, the likes, the shares, the tweets, whatever. If you need to reach me, the best way to do it is Twitter. Louis Villalobos on Twitter. Louis Villalobos on Twitter. That's the quickest way. I, I, I try to respond to as many tweets as I can. I don't get a lot, so it's not hard. It's not like I'm in like high demand. Um, it's hard for me sometimes to get the comments on stories because I just don't know where my blog is going to end up. So it's hard to do that, but I really would appreciate any tweets you give me. I will respond to it. So Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and I guess Facebook, if you want Louis Villalobos on all of those things. Hope you guys are doing really well. And again, you'll see this podcast on all the as well as AZ central. 
both are part of the USA Today Network, but All The Moms is a parenting blog uh, that some people at work have started, and I'm glad to help them. Take care. See ya.